Welcome. You are listening to the Courageous Radiance podcast, and my name is Brittany. In this show, I am passionate to share Christ with women through my dimensional lens and many, many former experiences building my castles in the sand. Every week, I'll share new content that will give you actionable steps to strengthen your anchor and leave you encouraged. All those who look to him are radiant. Thanks for joining. Hey there, and welcome to Courageous Radiance, She's Dressed for the Narrow Gate podcast. This is Brittany. Thank you so much for joining. I'm so glad that you are tuning in and you are listening to yet another week. I am so, so happy um, to add value, just kind of a little tidbit about me. Every so often, I'll kind of share things, but I love to add value to people. I love to encourage and God has given me a unique ability in different layers to do so, as well as he does for everybody. Everybody has their life experiences. Everybody has their testimony. And it comes in all shapes and sizes. And I know that I am constantly hearing stories and being wowed and amazed at God through a different light, a different perspective. Just when you get to know people, when you're truly stepping outside of yourself to hear more about other people. That's been something that has been kind of a of a new evolving goal of mine is to really hear and know people's story and to kind of understand from my limited perspective or limited time of knowing them a little bit of how they have gotten to be where they are. And I believe that God is is doing that for me to really kind of just put down some of my biases and to help me press in closer to people, to love people, and and to be able to see him through, through people as well. So um, as part of my layering is, and we are very public about it, is we have a special needs son. We have three children. And our youngest is special needs. His name is Gabriel, and he is seven years old. So this is a little bit of an emotional um, podcast, as I think that anybody would be if there's something that is very near and dear and and kind of touchy, so to speak. It it hits it it hits some triggers, but through those triggers, through those emotional places that certain um, topics can can get you. Again, I just think of the hand of God and it helps me to be able to visit that and not just put up, be so quick to put up boundaries and to put up walls because I don't want to be in my emotion or because I don't want to let people into that space. So our youngest son is autistic. He is, you know, there's a whole spectrum of it and you've got the low, the low to moderate, the moderate. I mean, it's it's so involved, y'all. Gabriel would be in some ways lower to moderate and in other ways moderate. It really depends on if you're talking about his development, his his functionality, or if you're talking about his language capacity, if you're talking about his behavior. So that's another <laughs> that's another spectrum in of itself is you've got all of these these therapies that are so involved based 
on, you know, so it's like a spectrum within a spectrum. You know, if you've got physical therapy, if you've got occupational therapy, if you have speech therapy, if you have ABA therapy, it can be overwhelming. And it is overwhelming. And it's been something that we have been in for quite some time. We actually started this journey with our nine-year-old son, Caleb, who has truly come 180. It is, it's been a blessing, but in, in, because he was actually diagnosed with autism and it turned out more with Caleb that it's really more of developmental delays because of his, his hearing issues. So poor kid <laughs> has been through two sets of, of ear tubes, maybe it's three, two, and adenoids out, tonsils out, et cetera. But nonetheless, it, it created him to be developmentally behind and to be speech behind. And it is by God's grace that he has truly come 180. Now, academically, et cetera, you see even some of his coping skills that he does not function completely as a nine-year-old. However, if you look at Caleb, if you're with Caleb, you wouldn't know any difference until you really sit down with him academically and you're like, okay, I kind of see. But that was kind of our, you know, right off the, you know, the starting block, the sprint race. So that allowed us to catch Gabriel sooner because, well, we've like, oh, this is a little bit too familiar. <laughs> this is a, this is, you know, a little fishy here. So when we caught Gabriel, but unlike Caleb, Gabriel could hear, he's passed every hearing screen and has not needed any ENT surgeries. Um, and that's how we found different brain abnormalities with him through neurological scans and testing, et cetera, very early. So it's been, it's been a, a roller coaster ride because you're up, you're down, you're up, you're down, you're up, you're down, you're counting words, you're, you know, just, just think about when you first become, you know, that first time you get to glance at your child, um, whether it's a child you birthed or it's a child you've adopted, nonetheless, it's your child. And you count fingers, you count toes, you're looking at their ears, you're looking at their eyes, you're looking at their nose. You are head to toe, you know your kid. Well, we knew things were off with Gabriel pretty early. But where I'm going with this is to be in a place that you have this layering as a special needs mom. It can be very discouraging. As a special needs parent, um, you've got you've got the you've got your own emotions again, just as a parent. But then, if you're married, you know, with with your marriage, it creates an extra burden. It creates an extra weight with other kids. It creates other layers and burdens that my kids have to deal with. Uh, their, um, you know, Layla and Caleb have to deal with, with having Gabriel. They haven't, they have to have, you know, Layla's like <laughs> older sister slash mother bear when it comes to Gabriel. You know, she has like an extra set of eyes in the back of her head. So, uh, you know, to get that, right, that to get that gifting, that layering. So it affects the whole family. It's not just any night. It affects our pocketbook. Goodness. Finances for Gabriel is are astronomical, astronomical. 
and, um, you know, just not saying we're over here millionaires, but (laughs) if you do well enough for yourself, you don't qualify for anything, right? So it's like, okay, go make something of your life, do great, do amazing things, but then there's no support. I mean, we literally have to do everything. And I'm grateful that those who don't have the help can get the help financially. So God does provide. Um, and, and we are very careful to not complain about that. But I still say that to say it does put a financial burden on us every single month. Um, and, it, and, and as you have this burden and you have the weight and the emotion of it you, and the frustrations of it, God is still in control. So what I merely just want to talk about is just this was kind of this has been a roller coaster ride over these last couple of weeks with Gabriel. Anytime he kind of gets off sensory wise or and I think it's also just he's seven. So he's growing, you know, his weight, his height. So we're just dealing with a lot more frustrations and behavior. So it it comes in seasons and waves and God so faithfully through a friend of mine who also has an autistic son, um, she led me to read the scripture in a different way that I hadn't read before. So um, let's just go ahead and read it. It's it's Exodus 4. Again, I had touched on it briefly last week, knowing I wanted to get more deeply into it. But Exodus 4, verse 10, Moses said to the Lord, pardon your servant, Lord, I have never been eloquent neither in the past nor since nor since you have spoken to your servant i am slow of speech and tongue the lord said to him who gave human beings their mouths who makes them deaf or mute who gives them sight or makes them blind is it not i the lord now go i will help you speak and will teach you what to say. So verses before, um, God and, and even in the chapter, you know, God is like giving him this call, this assignment to to head into Egypt and to go rescue the Israelites out of bondage, and he's literally sending him just with a staff. And you know, his brethren's up coming because verses after Moses is still like. I really can't do it, God. I'm trying to tell you, I can't do it. <laughs> and I love it. God, in his grace and his and His patience, it didn't know he was angry, though. He was frustrated, but he was just like, go get Aaron. He's coming anyways. Go ahead and tell him this assignment. <laughs> so it just shows so much of the, of the sovereignty of God, you know, to know that Aaron, the fact that he knew Aaron was about to be coming to Moses and Aaron wasn't even there yet. Um, but I love this when, when my friend, my dear friend s- s- shared this and I was like, I- I've read that before, but so when I think of my son, um, or if you have a special needs kid, or if you work with special needs kids, or if you are special needs, <laughs> you know, there's special needs adults, etc. whatever it is that is a gap, I love the encouragement in this. And, and this is really what I I'm just so passionate to do in terms of encouraging. And again, I go back to just adding value because 
we all get in this rut and we all can get to this place of just, man, I, can, I just can't do it. It's just impossible to do this task or I just don't see this way out. And a lot of times, a lot of our journey for my husband and I, our frustrations were when we made Gabriel's diagnosis bigger than God. And when we made it more evident to God and to ourselves that, you know, well, there is just no way <laughs> that Gabriel can ever come out of this. And I've even caught myself. Well, not me. I, the Holy Spirit has caught me. And then I later will walk away from the conversation like, ooh, I shouldn't have said that. That's that's I'm sorry, God. But it's it. I've literally had conversations with people and they're like, I mean, do you think that Gabriel will ever be normal? You know, is there any way that you think he's going to live a normal life? And I kid you not, I will sometimes tell myself and in these conversations before, no, you know, I don't think he'll be completely, maybe there's some level of him always needing some type of dependence and, you know, our prayers for functionality, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So when the Holy Spirit checked me on this some years ago, I've now learned to revamp what I'm saying and say that I don't know what God's plan is for Gabriel, but I know what I believe he can do. And I also know that I trust him even if he chooses not to. So in the choice not to, it's it has to be somehow for his plan and his purposes. And God is going to provide either way. And that's And that sounds so like, well, she just said that like it was fine. But I literally mean that because I don't want to, I don't want to add disbelief. I believe that, that my son can come completely around this, but I also know that he may not. And that's a really hard pill to swallow because if you're like me, you're a fixer. (laughs) If you're like me, you're like, there's, I am solution oriented. I will, I will fix a problem so much. I will create another problem. Like I, I just get so in my own self that I'm just like, no, that's not really what God was trying to do. Let me help him. This is this is really how he was trying to work this out. So I'll just go ahead and do it for him. So I don't know what God's plans plans are. And I don't I don't want to box God, but at the same time, I don't want to assume, right? So I love this that God's like, he could have easily fixed Moses' speech. So I'm assuming Moses stuttered or had some type of Moses needed speech therapy, y'all. He needed speech therapy right with Gabriel, some level of it, maybe expressively for my speech therapy, people who know this, you know, the ability to verbalize is the problem, but clearly receptive, his understanding is fine. Um, But nonetheless, he needed some level of articulation help. And God's like, I know I created you that way. And and instead of fixing Moses' speech, again, you have to keep reading for the sake of time. I, I, I'm not going to. But, you know, the verses after like 13, 14, 15, he's, he sends Aaron, Moses' brother, to help. For, so this is a team effort. This is team, you know, Moses and Aaron. It's whereas he could have, if I'm thinking of efficiency, but I'm not God, he could have just fixed Moses' speech. So when, again... The weight of that was just like, oh my goodness. Like I knew, I know who 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 Gabriel is and, and his creation, et cetera. But to think that God 
who makes them, I love how that verse says, who makes them deaf or mute. So this gape was not a mistake. You know, surely there was probably some type of mutation or something that that went off whack or, you know, all these genetic studies that I get in the mail for for testing and things to try to understand autism better, which I'm all about. However, at the end of the day, that did not go through God's hands. And it was a miss. It's not like it slipped between, but you know, between his his fingers. God had God had a, has a purpose somehow. I don't know who it's for. I don't know what it's for. I know it has been so pruning and sharpening of me, and and bigger than that, my pruning has come by me having a full seat. It has come through a a, a level of humi- a level of humility because I can't fix my son. And that's hard, y'all, because in those moments, all you all you can do is trust God. That he truly is who he says he is. And that even if on this side of my life, I don't get to see Gabriel and his glorified ability. Isn't God still good? And I think that's the problem with tragedy and um and trauma because we get to this 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 breaking point where you're going to either decide to trust God or you're going to decide not to. It's really that simple. And it's so hard because that's that's the moments when I have to go into my closet. That's the moments when I've got to sit with God longer because I'm like, okay, God, I need game plan here. I'm losing steam. I need you to fill my cup. I'm frustrated. It's weighing. It's it's burdensome. And I love Jesus's promise that he's like, these aren't your burdens. These are mine. You know, it's just, it's so promising to know that you are not in the valley, that you're not in the thick of things by yourself. And I think as a special needs parent, you already kind of feel like the redheaded stepchild. (laughs) You know, I can't just go play at the park and just be like, okay, sit there and have a full conversation. If you have been at the park with me and Gabriel, you know that that's not happening. Number one, he's probably pushed somebody off of a slide. Sorry, if that was your kid. Um, He will jump from something. And he has broken multiple bones. <laughs> so it's just constant. But God still provides. And I believe God to be exactly who he says he is going to be. Whether he pulls this all the way through for it to look like a big bow, Christmas bow day, or or it doesn't pull through in the way that my hopes are my expectation. I think it's an alignment, a realignment of your hopes. So my only, my only application is do you trust God in both the good times and in the bad times? That's the question. And then the application is, have you played the story forward to say, well, if this does not happen the way that you have written down that you want it to happen, have you asked yourself if God is still good? Because there's going to be a level of pruning and a level of shaving off that is that just kind of has to happen for God to really be able 
to help you see that he might not be in first place, but the expectation that you have of him is first. It's not that you don't love God, maybe. I mean, maybe you don't. But it's it's that you've put, placed, you know, or life has kind of pushed you to place these dreams and these desires before God. And God says, I just want you to use what I've given you and I want you to desire me more than anything else. And my desire does not change from my son to live a completely, if you can say normal, which I just don't believe anybody is normal, me included, but functional, you know, have have a functional life. And I'm just not going to add any box level. My prayer, as I tell every therapist, if, if anybody knows me in the therapy world, I pray and believe that Gabriel will supersede every goal that is placed in front of him. So so now to answer my question, I'm not going to sit there and say, well, he probably won't do Mm -mm, because I know my God. But then likewise, if he doesn't, I still know my God. He is going to provide. (laughs) Where I want to leave it is in Psalm. I just want to read a little bit. I love Psalm um, 62 is one of my favorite passages. Honestly, I just want to read the whole thing. (laughs) Verses 1 through 12. But for the sake of time. Um, I'm not going to, because that would be, yeah, very long. Um, but, uh, the first two verse, uh, Psalm 62, truly my soul finds rest in God. My salvation comes from him. Truly. He is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I will never be shaken. And then just quickly skipping down to verse five. Yes. My soul find rest in God. My hope comes from him. Verse six, truly he is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I will not be shaken. I love how that's repeated. Truly he is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I will not be shaken. I always kind of chant that to myself. I have these affirmations and that is one of mine that I chant to myself so that no matter what comes in my lineup for that day that I can't see that he knows I'm going to see or no matter what report or phone call happens with Gabriel on that day, no matter what is going to happen, he is my rock. He is my fortress. I will never be shaken. Say that for me. I will never be shaken. That's the story that you need to play for. You've got to decide in your mind. Make the decision now. Don't don't allow your decision to be in line with the circumstance. Know who your God is and know that you will never be shaken if he is your rock. Y'all, thank you so much for joining. I really appreciate you landing here. I hope you have a great day and week ahead, and I'll see y'all here next week. Take care.